Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here today. And if I told you the tech snafus we have had to jump through to record this episode <laughs> today, you would laugh, but it's a pretty boring story. But we're here today. We're ready to record. And we have a previous client-inspired podcast today for Amy Colombo. So thanks for the idea, Amy. Thank you for the vulnerability in the Facebook group. We appreciate you always. And also, we have some special announcements uh, on the agenda today. So we'll start there. First being August 4th, new grad workshop. Come hang with us if you are graduating certification soon. August 4th is when it's going to be, I believe, for at 1.30 central time on the 4th. 1, 1.30? Uh, let me confirm. It's <laughs> going to be um, 1.30 central. Yep. Cool. Okay. So come hang out with us. Uh, we're going to do all new grad Things on that workshop. We're super excited for it. We have a special surprise for you if you come live. So be sure, do your best. If you can't be there live, of course, we're going to record it. Just make sure to register and you'll get that recording. And then also, we have a really big announcement of something Laura and I have been working on behind the scenes of we are now an official CEU provider. Yay! (laughs) And it's not even like small CEUs. It's it's big. Yeah, big CEUs. Yeah, we have big CEUs. Um, if any of you are CEU providers, you understand like the lengthy process that is. Uh, but we have 94 credit hours for our mentorship program now. And we got the seal of approval like 48 hours ago. And so if you are in our mentorship group starting in August, this will apply to you. And um, we have a group that literally just started like this week. So we're going to take care of you too. Don't panic. Um, But in the coming years, we're really stoked to be able to not only help you make income in the mentorship, but also credit, give like 
our credit where credit is due for the boards and for your license. Um, It's something we're really proud of. Yeah. No more buying CEUs the last minute as a nurse (laughs) coach because you forget. And I I just won't take classes I'm not interested in anymore. And it's just uh, harder and harder. And I know it's going to get easier and easier with with, um, innovation that we're going to have more courses that nurse coaches want to take to yeah. get those uh, the CEUs. New grad workshop too. I know Shelby said it's we have a surprise. It's the kind of surprise that if you can get the day off of work, get it off and come live. <laughs> Just going to say that. Yeah. It's a surprise we've literally never done before and we may never do again. So yeah, there's, there's, um, some incentive there for sure to, to trade, trade shifts, get a babysitter, make it yeah. live. Yeah. Make it live. Uh, all right, team. So we had, yeah, coming in hot with the announcements today. And I just kind of want to take an extra second here of, uh, like being at the celebration station for us, Laura, like how many, how many mentorships have we run so far? Uh, shoot, hmm. like I over, I think over 20 groups of eight. Yeah. Yeah. So more than maybe more than that, just not at the year long, but definitely when it was a three month program. Um, I think I had 50 something at the three month before we started. Right. right. Yeah. You had your crew. I had my crew. Like there have been, this is not a CU course that, of course, that we just pulled out of thin air. No. It's based on a lot of uh, like, actual experience of, of running yeah. it and accrediting it. Um, and we even got like the retreat hours, like tacked on there too. There's, uh, this does create more backend effort for us, but it's backend effort that we, we are happy to figure out, um, because it is such a big, long journey and to, yeah. to have it count in more ways than one, like, it was an easy yes for us to be able to yeah. provide that for everybody. So, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. I'm 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 proud of us for doing the thing. <laughs> we yeah. did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, kind of switching gears here too for the theme of today's podcast episode. Um, Amy C, Amy Colombo, she posted. I just have we have so many Amys in our life. We have like twelve. Yeah. Um, so we have to differentiate with last names. But Amy C posted in our group yesterday about. Um, a less than stellar client experience that she had and she posted a live in there. So if you want like the details, go check that out. But, um, she asked for our opinion on this and we've already done an iteration of this podcast before of like what to do when your client's unhappy. Um, but we kind of wanted to bring in new knowledge, new perspective that we've learned since then on, on this. And, um, yeah, I, I told Amy that we were recording a podcast for her and she's like, thank you. I'm sure that you have a, some experience here with just the sheer volume of clients that we have. And that's true. It doesn't happen yeah. like frequently, but it, it happens enough to where we have a process around it. Right. You know? Um. So, and I, I think I want to also say that this isn't just the nurse coaching industry. This is every industry, every service industry on the planet. Oh, yeah. Nobody has 100% customer satisfaction. It's impossible, not impossible because of the level of service and the quality of the product that your company 
offers, but because of the consciousness of human beings in general. There are, and I'm going to give you the, the coolest example. I have the, the best chiropractor. I keep trying to like invite him to dinner to hang out with him, but he he hasn't said yes yet. So me and Evan, <laughs> we both go to him and he'll be like, I, I mentioned it again. I was like, I mentioned it too, because he's, he's his wife seems awesome. And we're just, we really want to go to dinner with this couple. And the other day, my back was really tight. He's like, oh, what's your day like today? You know, what you got, what's your client load like? And I'm like, well, my client load's low, but I had a someone uh, complain yesterday. And he's like, because I can feel that complaint in your body. Mm. And Evan had been in earlier telling him was was really tight. And he's like, oh, Evan, you know, how's your day? And he's <laughs> like, oh, I, I got my first four-star review on our cabin from, from Airbnb. I've had five, like 25 star reviews and I had my first four star review and he he was laughing. He's like, the two of you, the two of you coming in here all tight because you're not yeah. perfect. It's, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> and, and he said something simple. I think we all understand it inherently is that some people, uh, some people's lives are two, three or four star and they're unable to see five star no matter what. They're just unable to see it, the frequency that they walk around at. They can't see five-star experiences in anything. And so from just the sheer consciousness perspective of humans, of clients, uh, we're not going to, everybody's not going to give us a raving review. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that that's helpful as just a a background belief system. It's like, hey, I'm going to be doing this service-based industry. I'm going to get people who are unhappy. Um, That's going to happen. And it's, there's nothing I can do about it. But I think we also want to acknowledge how we can create with complaints, how complaints can fuel us and make us better. We don't want to automatically say, oh, they're just a four-star person. That's why they saw it. Like We do <laughs> want to take every single complaint and internalize it and assess it and take what we can from it and then move forward and be yeah. better. Yeah. Yes. Really sound background information to kind of build upon here. Mm-hmm. And listen, as your resident people pleaser on the call right now or on the podcast right now, this fucking eats me alive and it eats me alive less than it used to. Uh, the year of 2022 uh, really honestly brought me to my knees many times with feedback I was getting from clients and the feedback was never Shelby, you're the worst coach on the entire planet. And I hate you. It was never like that. It was like more of people saying, Shelby, I need this from the group space or I need this from, you know, and some of those things I could deliver on and some of those things I couldn't and finding out where my role was in those requests was, Oh my God. I spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to just like calibrate my own leadership in that. And, and like, what did people actually hire me for? How, what is overserving look like to me? Like what is overserving out of alignment look like to me? Like, Oh God, it was such a, like a rabbit hole. So, um, if you are a people pleaser, this is, this one can be a doozy too. And I just like, you are, I, I, if you are a people pleaser, like I know that you are trying to do your best to honor yourself and honor your client. And like, that is honestly the, the bar that we're trying to shoot for here. Um, but I think Amy said it in her live that sometimes client, I mean, I believe 100% that clients are going to get the experience that they need. Yes. And it's not always going to be what they want. Correct. And that is a, I, I still find challenge in making peace with that. 
Yeah. I look to people with more experience than me. You know, mm-hmm. like I look to Christina or to JP, uh, where they have a 15 or 18 year professional full time coaching practice. So I'm like, if anyone knows, they know. And, yeah. um, and just our call with, uh, with Christina was so helpful in just realizing what our role is and how people pleasing can be enabling. And especially for our population, for entrepreneurs, and I don't think it's just entrepreneurs because everybody's the the CEO of their own life. So we really, when we're serving clients, over-serving them can border on enabling or creating mm-hmm. dependence. Yep. Um, having agreements in the beginning is what we fall back on. But Shelby and I even rewinded further because in our experience, it starts with the the first contact you have with them and then your your powerful conversation one or powerful conversation two and your proposal making sure that you're crystal clear on what you offer and what it includes and maybe even adding what it doesn't include yeah right that's the first part and then setting up agreements on your first paid coaching call if you do those two if you have a system or a process for those two things and you do them every single time it will save you the mental masturbation of wondering <laughs> if you did it wrong. Yeah. Because every refund we've given is because I've said, I, I I know I did, but I didn't really know. Like I didn't, I wasn't conscious enough to say, I'm 100% sure I said this. And the client would say, well, you promised this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I've never promised that ever, but I can't remember. So I'm going to err on the side of giving you a refund because I can't be in integrity and say 100% that I did. And it just makes you become so much more conscious in your enrollment process with everybody. Totally. Yeah. I think it's kind of like um, doing an assessment, you know, like whenever. Yes. One thing that I was uh, really good at as a bedside nurse was doing my assessments the same every time, no matter what, no matter if they came in with heart failure or um, like a COPD exacerbation, like. I'm going to go head to toe, hit the main points every time. That way, when I go to chart, I know that I did it rather than like cherry picking the experience. Um, So yes, to that. Yeah. Be so sure. Have a process. Check the box every time. Even if you've done it a million times, like don't get complacent in that. And I think also too, something that's recently been impactful for me is um, I would say some of the biggest feedback that we get as coaches is to like, I need the spicier version of you. I need to be challenged. Oh, yeah. I need to be motivated. I need higher accountability. And at like surface level, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the clients that give me that kind of feedback or give our team that kind of feedback resist. <laughs> they resist being pushed. So then it's like, okay, well, when I do push, you resist but then now I'm the holder of your motivation and your accountability. So I feel responsibility for that. And then like, how, how do we navigate this together? And Christina said something really great. She's like, I don't even set it up that way. Like that's not even an option for us to play into. Um, Cause I'm not here to motivate and I'm not here to be a source of accountability. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, mic drop. That's great. Um, so I don't want to gatekeep on that insight at all. I think that um, we can, like fuel the motivation and we can yeah. fuel the accountability and we can definitely talk about it. And how do we 
increase your accountability without that being on the coach. Um, that's not to say that we'll never talk about those things, but if you're coming to the call every week, looking for me to push you and motivate you and come up with your plan when you are coming to the call with nothing, like that energy dynamic sucks. So I just got like the best story picture to like represent (laughs) this. I wish I could make it nursey. Let me see if I can make it nursey like right in a second. Mm, I'm going to make it nursey. I'm going to do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to use the ICU as an example. In the ICU, you have two patients. The ICU I worked in was a small ICU. We had two patients. There was only 18 beds. And I don't know how many staff. I think we had, I guess we would need nine staff if it was full. So let's just say full ICU. Eight, uh, 18 patients, nine nurses. Um, but some patients are chilling and some patients are crashing. And so like the workload is shifting all the time. Now, it's not my responsibility to hold ev- all 18 people's, all, all 18 patients' lives in my hand. Mm. Okay. So I'm, I'm not talking about my patients. I'm talking about other people's patients. Yeah. In a co- coaching container, you're responsible for your own life because you're not, you're not on a ventilator. But right. for other people's patients, I'm not responsible. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go help if I have the time. Yeah. But ultimately, if they die, it's not on my license, right? It's just not. It's not my responsibility. Same thing in the coaching container. The client, we might, we might do things that create accountability. We might do things that create motivation. We might do things that inspire you. We might mm. coach you spicy. But whether you do it or not, it's not our responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we don't take that on. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so good. I love when we can make it nursey. It yeah, hits. I made it, ner- I made it nursey on the spot. I am getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And we kind of wanted to to begin this episode there. It's like, okay. Yeah. If if there's like where you're like, like Amy, you're at the end and you're reflecting back and you're like, is there anything that I could have done differently to set up this container yes. differently? These are the same questions that Laura and I have asked ourselves a hundred times whenever we get feedback that we can potentially tweak things. And um, those are really powerful places to start. And also, if you are in this point of evaluation, the fact that you're even willing to evaluate y'all, like, huge. That means that you're in, like, really high integrity here of your business and the reality is we're all human in relationship with one another and relationships by definition elicit conflict from time to time. And so this is just the nature of the game that we've chosen to play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So be clear on your agreements in your enrollment. Make sure you set up your agreements powerfully of that. You are not a source. You are not the provider of motivation and accountability. Um, however you would like to phrase that in your own words could be super I would recommend people making their own video. We just did this last year. Yeah. Where uh, I mean, and like the longer you're in this and the more complaints that you, if you're creating from complaints, then, you know, you're going to look back and say, I've had these 10 complaints and, you know, six of them we chose to do something with where it actually affected our process because like, oh, I can see how that's a hole that we didn't see. Let me, let me plug that hole. Let me address it with this. And uh, like one of our agreements is if your lead coach asks you to seek therapy because it seems like you need more support than you can get in your business coaching container, you're required to find a therapist and go to therapy to stay in the mentorship and and use the business space. Um, that came from different dynamics. It also came from recommendations from people that we admire. That plugged a hole so that now 
all of our lead coaches and ourselves at any point, we know that if things start to get really hectic and life is lifing for a client, that we can make that request. Uh, and it, 95% of the time, the client's like, heck yeah. But 5% of the time, the client's like, no, I don't need that. I'm just going to come verbally uh, process every single mentorship call. And, and that's where we have the ability to hold the integrity of the space by saying, hey, you agreed to find another space so that when you come here, some of that's already worked through and, and mm-hmm. it comes from like a deep place of, of love and care. But even as a new nurse coach, you could create a video, upload it to YouTube of your agreements and make every new client watch it and sign off on it. I think it's so much more powerful than reading it. Um, yeah. That's a yeah. hack. We we did that later on. If you do it now, you're ahead of us. Like it's just really, <laughs> you can re-record it every year, every yeah. year, because you'll probably have some holes in your practice to plug. Yeah. Okay. Also, the next part of it here is Amy had said some things in her her video that we wanted to touch on because mm-hmm. we've we felt these right. Um, yeah. Of uh, and we kind of just um, Amy also thanks for for being our like client on this episode. <laughs> we 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 understand that we might not be getting 100% of the full story. We're just going to operate off of the little tidbits that we pulled out of your video. Um yeah. okay, first thought here is I put my whole heart, life and soul into my program. Like this program is born from deep commitment, my own deep transformation, um like essentially validating that it's a good program. Like she should have had a good experience in my program. And of course, yes, 100%. Like uh, Amy Colombo is a really high integritist coach. She does the work. She's a powerhouse. Her program is good. We hear about how great her program is all the time. And whenever that, the way it was phrased kind of leads to like, there's an attachment here of like, my program is good. So everyone, or that's a general statement. So she should have had a good experience or a better experience, or she should have known or X, Y, and Z. Right. And, um, like same Amy C like Laura and I have spent over 300 K in our program and our own development and all of these things. And so whenever someone comes in and is like, this ain't it for me, I'm like, what do you mean? My whole creative heart and soul, isn't it for you? (laughs) Why? Yeah. But please like beat me down. Why isn't it great? Why don't you think it's wonderful? Um, it's, uh, it's hard to hear. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to hear. Right. And I'm like listening to you and I'm like reflecting on her video and I'm like reflecting on myself and it's like, well, a more true statement is, is that even every, if you poured your whole heart, life and soul into it, even if you spend $300,000, even if you went through hell and back. from personal experience to develop a program, it ain't going to solve it for everybody, no matter what. It's still that general rule. It's like, if you're in the nineties, you're, you're killing it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're getting, you know, 3%, three to 5% of your clients don't like it or not having a positive experience, you're still nailing it. I was actually looking up statistics of customer satisfaction and um, any company that stays open for more than five years usually has a 95 or higher. Mm. Um, we're there, yeah. us as a company. And this is why assessment and like feedback is really great. And I know that it, that uh, Amy's helped hundreds of people. And so yeah. I'm sure you're in that that percentage too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and like, that's the truth that we get to rest in 
Right. Right. We were everything for everybody. That is an unrealistic standard to hold ourselves to. And he'd be a shitty coach because then that would mean that you were changing who Mm -hmm. you were to please. Totally. Absolutely. Like we do, like we do in the hospital, which is bullshit too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. 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 (laughs) For sure. For sure. Okay. Next thought here is I am 100% committed to my clients. Yeah. We kind of wanted to bring like a, an opposing side of the coin here as like, how do you define a hundred percent commitment? What does that mean? Yeah. And this, I think that this can, this can loop into, um, some people pleasy stuff. Like I know it loops into some people pleasy stuff to me because 100% I'm so committed to my clients, but also sometimes being committed looks like holding a hard truth or holding a hard boundary or, um, Mm -hmm. or letting a client go or letting a client go. Like sometimes that's what a hundred percent commitment looks like. Um, so for all of you listening, I would encourage you, like, I know everyone listening to this podcast is hundred percent committed to their clients. They want to do the best they possibly can, but what does that actually mean? Like, what is your, um, I heard that, that. Yeah. I heard once that, that being a coach is like, we kind of slip into the role of being a woke parent for our clients. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so that like loving kindness and pure acceptance and all of those things can coexist with also holding tight boundaries. And like, I'm just thinking of my toddler, like we have to pure freedom is not what that homegirl needs, right? She needs, she needs a, a, a pretty, pretty tight bumper around, to learn and to express yeah. and to all of those things. And so, um, I don't know, what does a hundred percent commitment look like for you, Laura? I went right to children. Like as you brought up mm-hmm. Ada, um, I was thinking of children and I do see the similarities through, uh, being a really woke parent and being a really great coach. Like I, I can understand like that, that there's aspects that are the same. And, um, I'm thinking of like, my coach has said to me, you know, being a hundred percent for your family does not mean you're always with your family. Sometimes being Mm -hmm. for your family means you are not with your family. Yeah. That's helpful to me because that's the way that he creates himself to work without guilt Mm -hmm. and clients. So sometimes being a hundred percent committed to our client is not being with our client. Mm -hmm. It's creating an opportunity for our client to have an experience that seems less than pleasant on both sides Yeah, that in, in the end create something. And we've had, um, Sita, one of our, our first like master mentees. Hi Sita, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, I remember her talking about her first life coach. Do you remember her talking yeah. about her first life coach? Yeah. So she had her first life coach and her first life coach said, I think it was about, uh, I'm not going to say what it's about because she, I don't have permission, but uh, she said something, it was spicy as hell. And Sita just stopped going. She's like, screw you. And just stopped going. And then, but it was the thing that helped her change and shift. And it's part of the reason why she became a coach was that experience. Mm-hmm. If that coach had chosen to be a hundred percent committed by bending, yeah, that have been in service to Sita. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have another story to kind of piggyback off that one of, I had 
a coach similar to us that that holds space for a high number of people. And he has really insanely clear agreements around what it takes to be in his space. And he's there's no room for imagination around his agreements. They are very yeah. well stated and very clear. And he hosts this one space. I think it's like seven or eight months. And the whole goal is to make you, it's called like stretch 22 or something. And the whole point is to do uncomfortable things. And you have to have like a, you create an agreement to where if you don't uphold your commitment to the stretch, then you have to like do something you don't want to do. Like throw your phone in the bottom of the river or shave your head or something way uncomfortable. Right. And and you get to set it. You get to set it, but like there's a high, high level of commitment in this space. I had a friend that went through it, but he was telling us a story uh, in another container I was in. And he had someone in that group that was being just like a terror, just not playing (laughs) full out, bitching and moaning, complaining, not coachable enough, but no follow through. And this, I think this group, the space is somewhere between 15 and 20 K, like it's an investment. And so he kicked him out said, you're not playing by the agreements. You have to go. And he was pissed, of course, right? He went out in a blaze of terror. And uh, I think he also was a person with status too. I want to say he was like an NFL player or something like that. Um, And so then he was like, I didn't hear from him for like three years. I didn't know what happened to him. I always like, he crossed my mind every once in a while. Um, He's like, but then I saw him comment on one of my YouTube videos being like, this guy is the real deal. If you're thinking about hiring him, do it. Oh. And and that was three years later. Um, and so I think that like this is hard. This yes. this this part being is a hard. coach is hard. This, <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh, because you know he probably like that validation, that sweet validation at the three-year mark, like the relief that he got probably highlighted a little wounds that he didn't even know he had, mm-hmm. right? Like, because yeah. we can say like, you know, like how much of this is is our, what we're conscious of, like we're consciously okay with doing the thing and firing clients, but subconsciously there's so many parts of us that are just like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Oh, I wonder if they need <laughs> me. Oh, I wonder if they, if they like watch me on, if they like, uh, you know, block me on social media and, and curse my name. Um, right. I think that that's just really normal. And I want to acknowledge that like mm-hmm. as professional as we can be, like there's always a part of us that longs for validation and, and for it to come full circle and to maybe, uh, be understood because it feels like when a client leaves and you're in, it's, you're being in service and you're upholding these agreements, it can feel like you're being misunderstood, which I hate that feeling. It's my least favorite feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three years later to get like, hey, I understand now. Yeah. That's what parenting is. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't even like your parents till you're in your mid-20s. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> delayed gratification. There's yeah. so many parts of this that's delayed gratification. And, um, you know, when something like this happens, Shelby and I have each other. My husband's a coach. I have him. My sister's a coach. I have her. Like, I have a coach. I have like four humans that I run it all by. I'm like, mm-hmm. I hurt. And here's this whole story and make me feel better about it. Like talk it through with me. So don't do this alone. Like mm-hmm. it's the, the big, and it's the scaries if you try to do this in your brain alone. And I think that's probably what Amy did is she had feelings. She knows 
cognitively she did the right thing, but it helped her so much to share it in our Facebook community and to get other nurse coaches just respond and say, you're an awesome coach. Like all the things she knows, but just to yeah. get that, you know, totally. use, use your community to get through these, these tough parts of being a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also want to paint of reality too, of like, this doesn't happen every day or every week or every month, even like, I think mm, we've had like less than seven of these experiences in the mm-hmm. hundreds of coaches that we've supported. Like, yeah, like it's the, the percentage is so low, but as you, if you coach groups, if you like, there's the more volume that you support, yeah. the more people will come. More. Yeah. It, it's just going to happen. And, um, yeah, if you need a, if you need a soft place to land, someone to tell you that like, we see you doing your best and we know that you made the right call and it's probably going to sting the first five times. Like both of those things get to happen at the same time. Yeah. Um, you get to lose sleep. <laughs> oh man. It's our first one stung. Um, Shelby and I, the first time it happened, I remember just walking around my property in California. Like whenever I'm really anxious, I walk and talk like a mad person. <laughs> oh, I'm like, so I'm like breathing really hard. Like just we're talking, me and Shelby are talking through it. And, um, and just the talking it, like almost talking it ad nauseum, just like really, yeah. And like the ego and the part of you that's like, what's well, not fair. And she's this and that wasn't cool. And then like, once you get through all that, you're like, and oh, I'm so grateful for this lesson. Like next time I'll know better how to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is suffering and I don't want to suffer. It's so painful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I even... Oh gosh. Yesterday I had someone back out of one of our spaces and this one, because I like, and it's all really clear to me of like the, the love and attachment that I feel to this particular person that it just, it hurts more. Like it just stings. Mm-hmm. Um, it sting, it stings for a lot of reasons I won't get into, but, uh, I took it personally is the, the really big yeah. answer to that. And um, I messaged our mentor and I was like, what do I do? Like they, they said yes to the contract. They paid their deposit. Like, how do I handle this? And he, his responses just drive me insane. Sometimes he's like, it just probably wasn't meant to be. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, now what do I do about it? Like, I understand, (laughs) I understand that. But then now how do I, how do I be here? How do I be? Um, and this is just like the soupy part of being a business owner. If you sold bars of soap online, you would still navigate somebody. This. Yeah. If you sold soap on Amazon, you would one day be drinking your coffee, having a normal, wonderful day of your life <laughs> and read a review about how your blue soap was white and how yeah. your smooth soap was sandy and how it stunk and how you're the most terrible soap maker in the world and nobody should buy your soap and you're an asshole soap person and it will sting even if yeah. it's not even if you have 99 people saying i love this white smooth with good smelling soap yeah um because that's humanity like we're yeah. dealing we're we're dealing with humans so it doesn't really um it doesn't really matter what your service is i think that you look at entre- like seasoned entrepreneurs versus a new entrepreneur. Let's not even take, let's take it out of the coaching realm. 
seasoned entrepreneur versus uh, new entrepreneur, I liken it to your first heartbreak, your first time you fall in love and you get your heart broken. It's 10 times more stings, 10 times more than the third or fourth because you kind of know what to expect. And um, if you're lucky enough, I went through something like this in certification. The earlier, the better. So just welcome it. Like, right? Like the earlier that we can get our heart broken and be supported through that first heartbreak, whatever that is. What if it's a client that's like, I want to work with you. I'm going to pay you. I can't wait to work with you. I'm going to pay you. And then you never hear from them again. And they were your dream client and you had invested 20 hours of thinking about them. That might be your first heartbreak that you go through in, in, as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, We just got to welcome them. Nothing's gone wrong. We just got to welcome them in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, (laughs) that is the simplest solution. We like to complicate that as beautifully as we can. We like to complicate that. But yeah, I hope, I hope the takeaways here of like, we see you doing your best and you're not doing anything out of ill intent. They're not having a bad experience because you dropped the ball in such an epic way that that was the thing. Right. And if you did drop the ball in a really epic way, then give a refund. (laughs) That's like the only time I would recommend giving a refund. If you did drop the ball, if you ghosted your client for four months, you know, like if there was something that you actually could have done better, own it. And then the rest are just tweaking and polishing of how you set up your container. Um, and this is just a part of it. It's just a part of the game. And as our mentor would say, just not meant to be. And then you get to freak out and figure out how to wrap up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, there's one more thing I wanted to say here too about being a coach means, I mean, I think a part of the process is getting feedback, right? Like it helps us improve. We want to know if we're doing a good job. We also want to know if we're doing a bad job. And um, we're always looking to like get like 1% better too. So yeah. like, any ounce of feedback we or constructive feedback we can scrape to actually like do something with is so important. Also, it's really abnormal to be constantly evaluated all the time. Like there's no other career where you are constantly evaluated on like to the depth that we open ourselves up to either. Um, So also like at some point we just get to accept that like, I'm going to serve a hundred people amazingly and one person is not going to love it Yeah, or two people are not going to love it. And that's just it. I would even say you're going to have periods of time where you serve people at a B plus and you know it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we do the best we can. And the best we can sometimes is not an A. Sometimes the best we can do because of our own life, our own energy, our own crap. um, It might be a B plus. That's okay too. That's mm-hmm. still great. I think um, I noticed myself having thoughts when you were saying, we're always doing our best. I'm like, I don't know. My best sometimes ain't that great. <laughs> You're doing the uh, best of what's available to you. Yes, right. Exactly. So, it, and that would be with any job, with any job, yeah. you know, constantly, you know, some days are better than others. And um, what can, and this is something to be aware of. If you've been going through a noticeably B, B plus time, and then you get the complaint, it can feel like a lot more. So just double check too, because sometimes when you get a complaint after you've been going through a B plus time, it might just be a time to take a week off of work, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
It just might be time yeah. to take a break. I just had this image of whenever I have to tell, whenever I tell Ada that she has to take a bath at night and she's like free or go to school. That's even a bigger one. I'm like, all right, we go to school every day. And she like freaks out every day, every day. It's just like cosmic meltdown about going to school. And, um, so, you know, if you're not feeling great and then you get like, Hey, I could have used this, or you should have done this differently, or I don't like your hair color. Then it's just like, you're like a toddler. Like we're so fragile in the beginning. It's just like, we just need a, a little bump. And then we're like over here in emotional chaos. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, your first complaint, your first, no, your first ghost can really be an easy exit point for the dream. Um, totally. let's just, uh, I would, I would put a freaking sign on your wall with, with a bunch of, like, I don't know, three boxes with X's in them. And every time something terrible happens in your first year, just check it off. Like, yo, I got one. Oh, I got two. I am. I almost won. I almost won the game. As opposed to, I got an X. I'm a terrible coach. I'm going to quit. I don't like the way this makes me feel. Um, Which is why having a mentor and coach is invaluable. Because they will talk you off the ledge. Even if it's still painful, you won't quit. Totally. Totally. You can quit, but quit on a good day. Don't quit on a bad day. Yes. Quit on a good day. <laughs> quit on Wait a good day. Really good. And then decide yeah. to quit. Uh, all right, team. Well, that's what we got for you today. Um, like I said, come hang out in the Facebook group. It's obviously a very vulnerable time in there. Uh, lots mm-hmm. of support and encouragement flying around left, right, and center. So if you need some, come take a number, come get some. Our community is amazing. And August 4th, we have our new grad workshop. If you want to join that event on the Facebook group, we plan to be live in there. So checking in, seeing what you guys need out of that workshop. So come hang in that space and then, yeah, celebrate with us on our CEUs. We would love to just milk the most out of the celebration station. Um, and <laughs> yeah, for all of our mentees for the back half of this year, uh, we got you. Don't stress. We're going to figure, we're going to come up with like a tracking plan and figure it all out. And let you to know be clear. Things starting we can't work there's no way for us to retroactively give which does is a bummer is a bummer it's a bummer we wish we could Mm -hmm. uh but we can't and uh we're looking to get to ceus associated with other things that you can do so we're hoping to find to also create a place for you to come back to us even if you've you've already joined us and you've left you listen to our podcast maybe you miss us uh we have some (laughs) other opportunity 2024 for you to come uh Work with us again and get some yeah. CEUs. Cool. Cool, cool. Awesome. Right. Party peeps. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.